We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, coming at you guys from Blue Wire Studios here in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas, kicking off a fight week here. A boxing card is on Thursday because F1's in town. So Shakur Stevenson fighting this Thursday in his first opportunity to snag a belt at 135, trying to become a three-division champion, I think at the age of 25. So we're moving through these divisions quick. 26. And it's just one of those things where we'll see, we'll talk about where this sets him up going forward in the future and what this week means for him. Him being the most ducked fighter in boxing, possibly. No, at he this is. moment. He is. It's a couple other people. I mean, David Benavidez just started getting fought. Uh, yeah, but Shakur is being ducked. Like, every time you move up, the title's vacant. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> they go, he's coming. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll talk about Shakur Stevenson and, and what this fight week brings. Had a lot of fight announcements this week and reports and everything. We'll talk about all of those as well in the boxing world. But Dre, I want to start off with something not, not in the boxing world for a second. How hype are you with this Andre 3000 flute album? Uh, I've been meaning to ask you about this all day. So, you know, you remember the Chappelle show skit? Yeah. <laughs> Where he's playing the flute with yeah. the goat legs. That's what I... Do, 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 do. I don't know how well I... Like, it reminded me of Ron Burgundy playing jazz flute. Yeah, jazz flute. Yeah. Yo, I don't... Listen, I saw the announcement and I'm like, yo, Andre 3000's got an album. And then I read the details. They're like, no vocals, all flute. And I was like, uh-oh. Um, we're all going to listen to it because it's Andre 3000. And it might be good. It might not be good. It might be Lauren Hill's Unplugged album. I have no idea what we're getting into. There's no lyrics. I know, but it could be some like trippy acid jazz flute. Pl- I have no idea what he's doing. It could be just a flute. Could be. For like 14 tracks. No percussion, no nothing. It could be <laughs> yeah. just a flute. No drums. No, but we're all going to listen. Yeah. That's not, what's going to happen. Not so, an accompanying whistle. I'm, not a triangle. I can't be excited. As soon as I say there's no lyrics, how the hell am I be excited about Andre 3000? Uh, I can't. I can't. I saw. I'm gonna listen to it. Shout out to Lupe. You said he's just gonna lay verses over every single one of the acoustic. 
I mean, you might as well, right? Like, bro, I I don't know. This Andre 3000 sat at home and was like, I'm going to put out an album and piss everybody off. Because that's what he's doing. Ain't nobody asked for a flute album. No. And the rollout for it was like, I'm dropping an album on Friday. And then some like blogs just ran with it. Yeah. And it was like, right after it was like, it's all flute. And they just never updated. So half the people online were super hyped. The other half of the people were like, a, f- a flute out? Like, wait. The flautist? Yeah, this man has been, yo, might maybe have Lizzo playing the flute with him on the track. Ooh. Lab flute? Again. A flute battle. Again. It's a flute, right? Like, you can't distinct, distinguish one flute from the other. To be fair, I think he's going to play multiple wind instruments. Who is going to play an oboe? Yeah. <laughs> the bassoon? Like, what is Just switch it up. I don't. Look, man, I. He's a man of, of many talents, I guess. Hip hop has had a fucking weird year. So this only this is on par. Like Andre 3000 announced a solo album. It's all flutes. And it's like, all right, well. Yeah, he's like, I'm not even trying to rap right now. Bro, I, Go listen to Sexy Red. This is this again, it's a tough year for hip hop. Even though the Larry June and uh Carl album is really fucking good. But listen, there's no best album. Yo. Grammy for hip hop. There's no the Grammys. The Grammys is like, yo, there's no rap artist in best song or best album this year. And it has happened in years. But it's not like nobody was up in arms about it because there's nothing that belongs. Yeah. I mean, Nas King's Disease 3 is probably. But it's not, it's not his best King's Disease. Like no. album, like album of the year, not rap album of the year, yeah. album of the year. Big Mike. Like Killer Mike, Killer Mike and Nas Mike. have like the two best rap albums this year, right? Until further notice. Even though, I, again, I really like this Larry June album, but Killer Mike's albums, Michael's really good. But any other year, it's not going to be in the in the competition. Like any other year, like Drake, when nobody's even talking no. about Drake's album anymore. No, no. So any other year, you have like last year you had Kendrick, or you know, if you had JID, or like you have, you got to have some crossover appeal. For it to be Bro, album of the year. It's 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 just it's a bad year for hip hop. This is the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop and everyone took it off. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, it's a vacation. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is you doing? Like, you know, you make some good music. Like, like Drake be left to his devices and that didn't go great. Nah, it's so an Andre three thousand album, that this tracks. Like playing the flute, this is how my twenty twenty three is. Yeah, this is how it's going. Imagine them telling you five years ago, like, yo. 2023, you're going to get an Andre 3000 album. You'll be like, what? There's no lyrics. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just a flute. Like, wait, is, is he just making beats? Like Jay Dilla? Yeah, yo. No, it's a flute. I, I can only imagine if you would have told Big Boy that a decade ago. Yo, your partner's going to come back. You're not going to be involved. Is he rapping? No, he's playing the flute. He might be the only person that would have believed it. Yeah, but even still, it'd be like, like, that sounds like some Dre shit to do. <laughs> like, like yeah, wow. Sure. A flute album? Flute. A flute album? Yeah. Like, is it going to be bass? Like, like, can I get a verse? Can, <laughs> is this going to thump in the whip? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> a flute album. Yo, I saw someone put, hit him with the flight of the bumblebee. Under the, Jesus the, the social media Twitter reacts to this shit are the best thing about this announcement. Yeah. Because you don't really remember Key and Peele skit. Like, you don't remember how many people have joked about playing the flute. I know. Andre 3K does this shit in random Starbucks now in the as airports. a professional. Man said, I don't even know what triggered it. I don't know what he was sitting at home was like, yo, hip hop sucks this year. You know what I'm going to do? I'm make a flute album. And who's going to stop him? Nobody. I don't even know what record label he's on. His own. 
Flutie. Def Jam ain't bought. No, like, Hell nah. no. Like, I, I, can you tour with a flute album? Small places, coffee shops. He, he would do it too. clubs. He would, oh, 100%. Like, there'll be a tiny desk concert with Andre 3000 playing the flute. That's it. No lyrics. Just talking between instrumental sets. I don't know. Uh, we'll revisit this in I'd like a week. I'd watch that. I would too. But we'll if, revisit this. Even if he played the Outcast hits on the flute, I would then buy it. I don't know how Rosa Parks sounds. I'd be interested. I mean, I'm intrigued. <laughs> like, but, there's some bangers that I would Bob's over Bad Dad on the flute. Yo, it's just, again, it's just a weird, it's a weird year for hip hop. Like, the little Yachty had the nerve to say that hip hop was gone, like, gone downhill. Like, bro. Really, sir? You're, really? You're part of this. Have, yeah, you, have like, you listened to yourself rap lately? No. He did on the J. Cole song. And he got fucking throttled by Oh, Cole. my God. He's just like, I don't sound like this guy. <laughs> like, how? Why? Like, I, in my head, I sound like this. Yeah, it's like singing in the shower. That's how Yachty <laughs> raps. Like, bro, cut it out. It was on wax. And he was like, what is the engineer doing? Like, yeah. cue me up. What's, nah, what's Like, I want to sound like him. He's like, no, your voice is cracking halfway through this verse. Perhaps the most, the biggest indictment on the music industry today, if anybody's watching rap shit on HBO, I love that show. And it just came back for season two. And I just watched the first two episodes. It's a, it's the biggest indictment on the industry and like what works. And it's, it's ridiculous. Like, if you would have told me 15 years ago that people would be clamoring for Ice Spice and Sexy Red, I'd have been like, get the fuck out of here. But yeah, here I'm we are. I'm not sure if people are clamoring necessarily. Yo, like, Sexy, Red, uh, Sexy Red is everywhere. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's so bad. That's some like TikTok viral shit. She'll be gone in a second. But like, that's, that's my point. Like, but this is what these people are performing. They're getting, they're on. Poorly. Yes. But they're performing. Like, this is Ice hip-hop. Spice is just. Yeah. Doing a little twerk. At know. least Ice Spice is self-conscious enough to know an in interview. She's like, I'm not that great of a rapper. Yeah. Like, I ain't stupid. Self-aware. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not Rhapsody. I'm not Lauren Hill. I'm not Queen Latifah. I'm Ice Spice. <laughs> Sexy Red is over here just like, I love Trump. Like, ah, damn. Like, she said that and I was like, I expected some shit like that from she's you. She's pregnant. Yeah, sure. I Never mind. I'm not I don't know. I'd have to I'm ask not my going daughter. There with I walked, I walked in the other day. My daughter's watching the baddies East Reunion, and I saw a, a chick catch a full on V trigger. Mm. Just a flying knee, huh? Flying on the couch. That's a girl ran from backstage, hit her with the picture perfect Kenny Omega V trigger. It was incredible. Yeah. I sent you the clip. <laughs> you got you to watch, yeah, have to watch it. It's, it was phenomenal. Uh, in terms of boxing, though, which is what we're here to talk about, I guess we can start. With some of the announcements sure. for the week, uh, they're kind of all over the place. Let me start with Jake Paul. We didn't talk about this. Yep. Jake Paul versus Andre August 7th, December 15th in Orlando. Fighting the boxer. Listen, I've watched people shit all over this. My question is this. What the fuck is he supposed to do? Y'all ask this man to fight a boxer. Natural progression for a fighter of his caliber with the opponents that he has had and the amount of professional rounds he has gone is to fight this guy. And y'all are complaining about it? Why is it not on pay-per-view? Because Jake Paul knows this shouldn't be on pay-per-view. (laughs) Self-aware. Yeah, he's smart enough to go, I'm not going to bomb on pay-per-view so you can laugh at me about it. This is what y'all asked me to do. I'm not fighting for a world championship right now. I'm not fighting Badu Jack. 
I'm going to fight a guy who has some pro experience, who has some power, and y'all going, who is he? Don't matter. That's boxing. You want me to be a boxer? I'm going to do boxing things. Yep. And people are upset about this. And I'm like, yo, what is wrong with y'all? This is what he's supposed to do. And it's not supposed to be on pay-per-view. Could it be on pay-per-view? Sure. Yes. We have fought, so plenty of big-name fighters fight lesser opponents on pay-per-view. Javante Davis fought Isaac Cruz on pay-per-view. Probably fight him again. Fought Rolly Romero on pay-per-view. Jake Paul could do it, but he's not doing it. I, again, I always say this. I, people, You can give shit to Jake Paul as much as you want, but he's kind of doing this the right way, and I ain't mad at him for it. Now, I'm going to be on a, in a cruise in Hawaii, so I'm not going to be pressed to watch this fight, but this is natural the, progression, man. Leave the man alone. I'm so glad you booked this cruise like way ahead of time because like the next six weeks is unboxing with these stupid. announcements. Insane. Yeah. So we have David Benavidez coming up. Yep, against Demetrius Andre, which we'll talk about next week. Yes, um, and that card is pretty stacked. It's a solid card. Going down the card. And then uh, we have Ryan Garcia coming back after that, December 2nd. Yep. And that's a tough fight for him. Yep. Then Devin Haney the week after that. Yep. Fighting. And then the week after Devin Haney. You got Sonny Edwards and Pam Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. It's a Sonny Bam. That's the same week, no, it's the 16th. 16th. Yep. Okay, so it's Jake Paul week. Yep. Cool. So we have that. Jake Paul, which seems to be on like a Friday or maybe it's yes, Tuesday. Friday part of MVP promotions thing. Okay. He's headlining his own card in Orlando and not a big facility. Yeah. Perfect. Fine. So it's a Friday night yeah. for Jake Paul. And then, bam, Saturday morning on the turnaround. Then we have or excuse me, December 23rd, where it was supposed to be Fury Usyk. And Riyadh in Saudi season was like, yo, we got all this money. Yeah. Who going to fight? We had this lined up already. We got the, the infrastructure. We built this whole stadium, indoor, outdoor. We're just going to disperse this money between multiple people. Yeah. And still make this happen. So we get the announcement of, I don't know which fight headlines, I think Joshua. Anthony Joshua versus Otto Valine mm-hmm. in the main event. Co-main Wilder versus... Deontay Wilder versus Joshua Park. Mm-hmm. Then Dimitri Bivol versus Lyndon Arthur mm-hmm. on the same card. And heavyweight fight stacked under that where we get uh, Jared Anderson fighting God knows who. Wait, Jared Anderson? I thought it was uh, Jared Miller. Oh, excuse me, Jared Miller. Jarrell Miller is fighting. Jarrell um, Miller, wrong big big. Yeah, Jarrell Miller is fighting. Uh, holy shit. You'll have to look it up. I'll look it up right now. Philip Herkovich is on the undercard. Uh, Frank Sanchez is on the undercard against Junior Fa. That's actually a good fight. Um, This is a loaded card. Uh, As you look for that, I'm going to address some people's concern. People are like, yo, why isn't Wilder fighting Joshua? Because they ain't ready for it yet, right? They were expecting to not fight on this card. They're expecting to fight sometime next year. Philip Herkovich is on the card as well. Yeah, he's fighting some 41-year-old dude that got knocked out by David Hay like eight years ago. It's crazy. But people are complaining about these two not fighting each other. And while I understand to a degree, the reason why these two are fighting on the same card is because they're going to fight next year. Yep. And they don't have soft touches. Anthony Joshua's fighting Otto Villene, who gave Tyson Fury that cut that scared the shit out of everybody, right? And didn't look awful in that fight. Yes, Joshua should win. But Valine's not a bad fighter. It's a tough fight. But the Deontay Wilder-Joseph Parker fight, 
I know people are going to be like, ah, it's Joseph Parker. I will say that Joseph Parker, if he ain't, if Deontay Wilder wins, that'll be Deontay Wilder's best win aside from maybe Luis Ortiz. Ooh. That's the only other fight. Think about this. Deontay Wilder hasn't beaten anybody really. Remains to Vern, not, it's like he's remains to Vern. Yeah. Luis Ortiz, we don't know how old he is, like 7,000 years old. Joseph Parker's a former champion. Years. Like Joseph Parker's a former champion who beat Andy Ruiz, right? Yep. Has fought in, like this is a tough, this isn't an easy fight for Deontay. Deontay ain't fought in God knows how long either. Yeah, but Parker, he's not some, the same guy he was. Sure, no, sure. But neither was Luis Ortiz, again, 757 years old. <laughs> she has sparred with Jesus. <laughs> On Noah's Ark. Motherfucker's old. Open-toed sandals. Yeah, like, come on, man. Help build a pyramid. That's how old Luis Ortiz is. If Deontay, like, I expect Deontay to win, but it's not a bad fight. These are two pretty solid fights. They're not fighting cans. No. They could have gave them easier opponents. And if the goal is let them fight and then we give them a bigger bag to fight next year, fuck it, I'm fine with it. Now, if they don't fight, then I got a problem. I think this is... But this is clearly... Clear precursor. Yo, Saudi was just like, look, motherfuckers, we're going to pay you this, we're going to pay you this. Yep. And then y'all going to fight. And you're going to sign this in blood that y'all going to fight here next year. 100%. Right? Like, we're doing, we're going to talk about that. Fury and Usa, we're doing that in February. Come summertime, get y'all two big asses back out here. Yeah, I think they're, I think like April before Ramadan. This sounds about right. Is like the end of Saudi season. Yeah. They're so going to get it. It'll be like the, the blow off. Of Saudi yeah. season, which that would be a huge fight for that. I like people that are complaining about it. My only complaint is two days before Christmas. That's so, my only complaint. Like, but Saudi clearly doesn't care about pay per view buys. They're like, I don't give a fuck. No, we're just trying to fill this place up. Anyway, fights on Christmas. I think like, he fights the day after. Twenty six. <laughs> like, yeah. like Merry Christmas. Go fight. Yeah. Like, and it's like four in the morning. It's wild early, right? So it's like your opening presence and then anyways. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But I, I ain't mad at this. I'm not mad at this at all. Demetri Bilbao's opponent, I was like, who? But whatever, he's fighting. He ain't fighting forever. So you got to defend the belt. Yeah. And this is good to see him fight there because maybe Saudi can figure out money-wise, be like, WBC, shut the hell up. Yeah, man. We want him versus Better Bia. Yep. And then who's going to say WBC no? be like, there's a check. Yeah. Oh, we'll make a new belt for that. Yeah, like, can make a bigger give belt. me this. Yep. No, Russians can now fight for the titles. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, who goes so. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And then you mentioned it, Fury versus Usyk, February 17th. Boy, oh boy. This is, Fury does this to himself on purpose. I, I'm starting to believe it. He likes when the chips are stacked against him because it makes him perform. Yeah. Like when he fought Wilder the first, first time, he put himself in the worst possible position to fight Deontay Wilder the first time he fought. Like he had just shaved off all that weight. He had two fights against lesser opponents. People thought he was going to die. Yep. He rose from the dead. He won. The rematch, people were like, well, if he catches him, he mauled him. In the third fight, they had an absolute barn burner. Now, he became a front runner in terms, in the sense that nobody thought Dillian White had a chance. Nobody thought Derek Chisora had a chance. And he fights Nganu. He's like, fuck it, I'm not going to train. Like, it's like he mentally has to put himself in this position yeah. that now people are going, oh, well, Usyk's the favorite now. Because that's what a lot of people are going to do. 100%. And Fury's going to show up. <laughs> Yet still, I don't know if he beats Alexander Usyk. I've said this before. I think Oleksandr Usyk is vastly underrated at how good of a boxer he is. And I think he, there's a lot of things that he can do to give Fury fits. But there's no clear favorite. Like, this Fury's like, going to make that an ugly fight. He's going to have I'm to. I'm not sure Usyk has the power of a, a Wilder, of a, even in Ganu. Hey. The size and power. And Ganu's a big dude. Yeah. So he was able to actually reach him and, and punch. No, very big. Dude. I'm not sure Usyk can close that same gap with that same power. We'll see, but he, but Fury can't go out there and make them try, throw that predictable ass combination on Usyk. They he no. threw it. He's gonna have to be ready. Yep. It's a great fight. It's the week after the Super Bowl, so we'll have an undisputed heavyweight champion finally. It's gonna be fun, and there's a rematch clause, so they'll do it again. Sure. Me and meanwhile, Joshua and Wilder will jockey to see who's next yep. with their fight. So it's all gonna work itself out. I, the heavyweight division. Was the Saudi division silent? <laughs> this is the Saudi in division. In 2023, <laughs> now they're like, oh, Saudi's like, ah, it's the only division that was whack last year. Have all this money. Yeah. They're like, they just want to see big guys fight. The Saudi bag division. That's it. Yep. And like, then, are you big? Come through. And then, meanwhile, lurking in the shadows is Francis Ngannou. Somebody oh, going to have to fight him. Like, PFL is my, like, yo, I know PFL, like, you want him to fight, but mm, let that man go get another bag. If they buy Bellator, he'll fight Ryan Bader on pay-per-view. Yeah, smash his face in. Knock him out, and then it's like, okay, but back I think to boxing But with Francis being in the groove as a boxer right now, it's like you might as well book him for another fight sooner than later. Maybe, but he doesn't want to fight the Dillian Whites, the Derek Chisora's. I know. Because he's like, what? what is that? You know, like, what's in that? I think he would just end up waiting for the winner of Joshua and Wilder. Maybe the loser. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If like, the he's a contingency goes, plan, too. Yeah, if the winner goes and fights the winner of Usyk and Fury, Wilder loses, like, for some reason. And Joshua wins. Right. And Joshua can line up Fury or Usyk again. That's big. Um, that's big. But Wilder can then just line up and Ghana. Like, does that lose any luster? No, not at all. So it's like, we're here for it. Yeah. And Ghana just being in the mix is, is pretty damn good as everyone. It's a great story. He's about to get a bag there.
And then we have boxing this week. Yes. Here in town. Shakur Stevenson. Um, man, it's it's going to be a fun fight just based off of their shit talking today. Uh, De Los Santos isn't scared. No, he's not scared. We about to get his ass whooped. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think that's the case of everyone. I just want to see the continuation of Shakur offensively because he seemed to be getting better offensively. Mm-hmm. And this is another opponent where the guy's slick, he's tough, but can you stand in there, find the open shots and break his ass down like you've been everyone else? Yeah, so Edwin De Los Santos, I hadn't seen a lot of footage of him when I started watching. He's got a lot of defensive deficiencies. Like, he's been dropped by lesser opponents. This is... He's going to come to fight. The one thing we have not seen Shakur in since he started his pro career is a fight. Yeah. He's been in a lot of boxing matches. He ain't been in a fight. And Dale Santos is probably going to try to get him to fight. Bad news, right? <laughs> I don't think he's skilled enough or is he responsible enough defensively to deal with what's going to come back. Because when Shakur gets in his bag, good luck. Yep. And there's a certain level of annoyance of Shakur Stevenson that I noticed. And he kind of took it out on the media today. And I don't blame him. He was like, y'all the worst. He's like, I see why Javante treats y'all like he treats y'all. Because y'all are fair weather, y'all stir, stir up shit, y'all tell lies. And it all be, it's all because the foundation, like I talked to Shakur like last week and he's tired of people putting these expectations on him, right? Oh, you got to perform to get a fight. It don't really matter. Like if, if he knocks out De Los Santos or not, doesn't not matter. Really, yeah. It's not going to get him the fight that y'all want him to get. It ain't. Personally, like, the for instance, the pound for pound list over the sporting news, we have him ranked 10. If he beats Dale Sanders, he doesn't move up. It doesn't yeah. matter. No, I think he's nine on ESPN. There, he's, he's right now the perfect mix of Floyd Mayweather and Terrence Crawford. In Floyd Mayweather, in terms of style, Terrence Crawford being that guy that's on an island. That nobody wants to fight unless they have to. And because you're with a different promoter, nobody feels like they have to fight you. And he, you can see Shakur's annoyance. Like, he was supposed to fight Frank Martin on Thursday. Yeah. And Frank was like, ah, nah, I'm not going to do that. Why? Fake yeah. And then you ask why. Well, the risk and reward ain't there. Shakur's not a big enough name. Right? Floyd had that same problem for a long time until he finally got Oscar suckered him into a fight and then turned heel on him. Yeah. <laughs> and then became the biggest star in boxing. Shakur is in that same spot right now. He can go out there and mop De Los Santos, like just mop the canvas with him, and it won't matter. Javante ain't fighting him. Devin ain't fighting Like they ain't fighting him. He's a, I, and you could kind of sense it this week too. It's like, because the original plan was him fighting Lomachenko. Yeah. I think that's still the course. I don't think Lomachenko wants to fight him. Yeah, I, I think Lomachenko's clearly going to fight Cambosis in Australia. It's the worst kept secret in boxing. Uh, I think those two fight this summer. And then that's giving Loma the bag he needs and a win, like a, a real decisive win. And then I think next fall, October, November, which might be Shakur's last fight on top rank. Yeah. Um, I think they get Shakur Lomachenko. And that's the fight, pay-per-view fight. It's just so weird because Loma lost to Haney, right? Whether you think he lost or not. Sure. He lost. And he's going to fight Cambosis? And everybody's yeah. like, really? Getting the check. And Loma's not young, right? Loma could not look great against Cambosis for whatever reason. And then by the time Shakur gets him, 
diminishing returns, right? Like you beat him, it's like, well, everybody else beat him. Who cares? Shakur wants him now. Yeah. Because Shakur wants the version that fought Devin so he can beat him better than Devin beat him so y'all can shut up. Yep. He ain't getting that. Frank Martin ain't going to fight you. Javante's not going to fight you. No, the plan is pretty set. Like Emmanuel Navarrete is in this co-main event for a reason. Yeah. I think he's going to move up to fight him. Yeah, which that's not going to do numbers. Like Navarrete is good, but like that's not the opponent Shakur needs. And Shakur's going to beat the hell out of him and be like, okay, cool. It's really just a waiting game for Lomachenko or for one of these guys. Maybe Frank, if they can then pay Frank enough after a Navarrete fight, then that's a weird fight to leave on Shakur's last fights. Yeah. Unless he resigns. The other issue that I have with this fight is the framing of it. It's Thursday at T-Mobile. This is not a T-Mobile fight. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Like, you ain't going to fill up T-Mobile on a Thursday night. The bigger issue is the fighters are still walking at like 1030 Eastern on a Thursday. Yeah. Who the fuck going to be up watching this fight? I think it piggybacks off of something. I mean, there's Thursday night football. Yeah. The Ravens so are playing the bank. Right after that. But at 1030 Eastern, which actually 1030 Eastern is when the card starts. 730 p.m. Pacific. No, no, it's just a co-main and main. Again, the card starts. So you have Navarrete and Consensal. So he walks at 1130. That's late. For a Thursday. For a Thursday. Like, I got to go to work, right? I, it's New York. It's like everybody gets up at like four in the morning yeah. to go to work. They're going to have a time pulling a number and doing a gate. He'll do the number. I don't know. But the, he's been doing good enough. And I've seen people fuck the, the fucking. Anyway, card on a Tuesday. I mean, that's Japan, though. Like, no, even domestically, he did gangbuster. He does great, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, we, you know, we've seen, like, anyways, like, huge in Japan. Like, Shakur's in this tough spot. Like, you want to perform, but I don't want to say that, I don't want to say Bob's doing this on purpose. I, I'm not trying to say that. Yeah. But it is difficult to negotiate your contract when you come in and then you look at your fight and was like, how well did it do? Well, your gate only did like, you know, you only did like 5,000 paid attendance and you didn't pop a huge rating on. It's like, bro, you set me up in a tough spot. Yeah. I think his other numbers carry him. I hope so. Like, I hope so. He sold out Jersey twice. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he has the first and third biggest ESPN cards of the year I like, in I, terms of boxing. I hope so. Shakur, to me, right now, he's in this weird spot where when we started talking about the new four kings, he was left off. Yeah. TFMO, Ryan, Javante, Devin. Nobody talked about Shakur. Shakur moves up. Everybody leaves the weight class. Shakur moves up again. Everybody leaves the weight class. Devin's fighting Regis Progray. Now, regardless of what you think of the reason, I think it's a great fight. Devin and Regis, I think it's a tremendous fight. There are going to be people that say the only reason that Devin fought Regis because Regis looked horrible in his last fight, right? Shakur is one of those people that say that. He vacated his belt to do that. We all knew Devin was too big for the weight class. But when we talked about ducked fighters, yeah, Shakur is ducked. Nobody wants to fight him. They're not scared of fighting him. There's no fear. The risk and reward to fight Shakur Stevenson ain't worth it. No. Not right now. You got to have people. You have to be people's mandatories, which is tough because there's only one champ. <laughs> Every time you come up, everybody leaves. Yep. Everybody bounces. All right, then see you later. Ryan ain't fighting you. 
See, if Fimo ain't fighting you, none of these guys are fighting you. Valdez He's, was the only one that kind of got and it, yo, and you saw what happened to Oscar. Brace off. He got mollywopped by Shakur. He ain't the same. He's not the same dude. He lost to Navarrete and like Oscar's just the guy now. Yep. This guy went to be in like the future and big Mexican champ, like to nothing. Yep. Shakur just reduces fighters to rubble. And now if he captures a vacant belt at 135, he's going to call for Lomachenko. I just, I don't know if Loma's going to fight him. Not, not immediately. Loma's like, next fight is in the back. Yeah, he's fighting Cambosis. Like, we all know it. And Shakur doesn't like it. No. It, I, I get his anger and frustration now. Because it's like, yo, what do I have to do? But you really got to... Not sure going anywhere else is going to guarantee you those fights no, either. You're in a tough spot no, yeah, no matter like where you, you go. the PBC, like, Frank Martin's still not running to fight you. Bro, ain't nobody... Like, nobody... Terrence Crawford... Going it, to the zone has no one. Terrence Crawford kind of showed you how this plays out, right? You could be the best in the world, but you're going to, like, nobody's running to fight you until somebody until has to call you out. To. Yeah, like, again, all the credit to Errol Spence Jr. because Errol was like, I have to fight him. Nobody else said that. Yeah. Like, Terrence was like, yo, I'll fight everybody. And it was like, we ain't fighting that no. motherfucker. Keith, <laughs> Keith still don't want to fight. Keith no. never mentioned a man's name. Yo, and now, you like, all these people started now talking, but it's like, yo, I, I called y'all out for years. Shakur's in that same spot where he's like, Devin, T, like, I called all of you out. You wouldn't fight me. You gonna wait till I turn, like, 32? Yep. Like, Terrence Crawford didn't get that fight until he was 36 years old. I hope that Shakur doesn't have that same thing happen to him. They're gonna have to fight him sooner or later. Yeah. Him and Tank should be on a collision course. They should. And I think it's, and I think Shakur is the most skilled out of everybody right now. I think four years ago I said Devin was, but I, I think this is not a knock on Devin because he's a pound for pound guy. He still has like these defensive deficiencies that concern me. Like Lenar has popped him a good one, right? Yeah. Everybody gets buzzed. It's not a big deal. But he popped him a good one. Loma made him very hittable. Yeah, but Devin's lack of power concerns me. And I know people are like, well, Shakur doesn't have power. This is where I compare him to Floyd. Everybody that fought Floyd Mayweather was like, I didn't think that motherfucker had power until he hit me. Like Shane Mosley, like my favorite for Shane Mosley story was like, I hit him, I thought I had him. And then like three rounds later, I hit, he hit me. And I was like, I don't like this shit. It hurts because it's fast. It's sharp. It hurts. Shakur has the same kind of power. He's one of the least hit fighters in boxing. His plus minus is the best in boxing. Nobody can touch him. It's, it's all bad, man. It's all bad. He's so good. But Tank has the great equalizer. He's the only so person that... He's, that fight would be incredible. He's the only person that has the perfect combination of speed, skill, technique, and power. Right? Like, Devin doesn't have the power. Tio, if his head's on right, he does. Yeah. Right? Ryan doesn't have the technique. But Tank's speed, he can catch you. That's the only guy that can do it. But he's in a spot right now, he can just fight a bunch of B-listers. They get paid off yeah. of it. So it's like, you can't go anywhere that's going to guarantee you a tank. Nah, man, he's in a tough spot. I, I get his frustration. I know he's pissed off about this. You can see it on his face this week. He's upset. He's tired of doing all these interviews, asking the same questions that he can't answer. When are you going to fight Devin? When he wants to fight me? Ain't shit I can do about it. Not damn thing. So he's, he's stuck. He, only thing he can do this weekend is show out. That's it. Go out there, fight, win your belt, and see where everyone else lays. Because at, at that point, it's, you know, your next opponent, Navarrete, cool, beat the hell out of him and say, I got one more with you top rank. Give me the best you got. You want to sign me again? 
give me the best you got. And let's see where we fall. Yeah. If they can't produce Loma, Frank Martin, you got to pay Frank what we said we we're going to pay Frank. Yep. I need someone. Give me, find somebody. Someone of note. Yep. To make me be that next level star. And so the clock is ticking there. We'll see how that plays out. Should be a fun fight, though, on a Thursday. We'll both be there, chilling. Yep. T-Mobile. Catch you at the Shake Shack. <laughs> yeah. Grab a bite to eat. It's, it's going to be fun. Um, hopefully everyone's watching. Plenty, plenty of boxing in the next six weeks. It's a lot of stupid boxing. Like, I took a vacation. was like, I ain't going to be shit happening. There's a ton of shit happening. Tons. Ain't stopping me from and my vacation. I don't vacation. even know when influencer cards are coming. There's a bunch of like random shit mixed in there. None of this is stopping me from my no. vacation. Katie Taylor fights again. Yeah, Katie Taylor and Chantel Cameron fight next week in the same day as Benavidez and In the morning. Yeah. Just boxing is stacked, not letting up. So we'll have a ton of stacked shows from now until the new year. And then we have our corner awards and we take like a week off, yeah. a week or two off. Yeah. And, and then we get to reset, which is, which is great before I think better be of returns. Against Joe Smith Jr., like in the middle of, June, of January. Don't forget, like in pro wrestling, we got a year-end card in AEW. We have an AEW card coming up this weekend. Which we will preview Then we got a preview on Thursday on, on that episode. So plenty more shows coming up. In the meantime, make sure you guys follow us on social media. Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Like, subscribe. Check us out on YouTube as well. Thank you, everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, Wind Resort. In a busy-ass week because of F1, making sure all our shows went swimmingly. Our guest on the UFC episode, uh, Chase Hooper, this week. Make sure you guys check out that show as well. That's going to be really fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone here. Everyone listening at home. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.